a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Wednesday, January 6th, and Luke, we've got anarchy at the Capitol today. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sad day, man. You, you would never think that you would see this in America. Uh, we have thousands of Trump supporters gathered in the National Mall. Trump came out, came out and got them all whipped up into a frenzy and then they started to march to the Capitol. They've now breached the Capitol. Uh, tear gas has been deployed to try and disperse them. I mean, this is just, this is, this is a developing story. It's literally happening as we record right now, but this is, this is madness. This is, this is not America. This is absolute anarchy. Batshit craziness to say the least. But going through the the motion last night of watching the Georgia runoffs, hell yeah, that was you know great news to see. Um, Warnock and Ossoff, obviously one has been called by the vast majority of networks. The runoff with Ossoff um, and Purdue is still underway, but as we speak, Ossoff is leading. And then in addition to the Georgia runoffs, we're going to be discussing uh, the stupidity uh, with the uh, state Senate going on right now with with the vote to to confirm Biden's uh, president elect win back in November. Do you have any thoughts on that, Luke? Yeah, sorry about that. I think I I had a little audio problem there to get started today. Did you you haven't heard anything I've said, huh? No. <laughs> so shit. Okay. Well, hey, this recap. is the beauty of recording from Colorado <laughs> Springs and West Hollywood, baby. Yeah, man. I holy shit. Anyway, um, you know, I've got I've got MSNBC on in the background, and I'm just watching these these crazy people have uh, have breached the Capitol. I mean, this this doesn't look like America. This looks like a third world country, and. Uh, I mean, holy, holy shit. This is anarchy. But yeah, exciting stuff coming out of Georgia. Uh, really thrilled. MSNBC said there's about uh, 60,000 votes yet to come in in the Ossoff-Purdue race, but at least 50,000 of those votes are from counties that Ossoff is currently leading with about 80 plus percent of the vote. So should only widen his lead uh california is a hellscape with with you know uh with with coronavirus with covid uh mu much to talk about in our 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 beloved hometown of seward nebraska really struggling to to get everybody on board with simply putting a mask over your face when you're in public I, so absolutely. absolutely crazy times bobby crazy times i purposely engaged with some of uh the stupidity going on in our mm -hmm. hometown mm -hmm. and it was just comical you know no facts no logic behind a lot of the responses and it was just funny to see how they're justifying their actions uh based on just personal feeling and conspiracy yeah. theories yeah. and all that it's just it blows my mind luke yeah i you know I, on one side country in your fucking neighborhood you've got trucks 
cooler trucks with dead bodies. You've got EMTs that are making the decision now on yeah. 911 calls. If, if the person's too far gone, they're basically told to just leave them. And then yeah. we've got people in little sewer Nebraska that thinks COVID is still a hoax. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even one person who spoke last night apparently has had COVID and is still convinced that the whole thing uh, is a hoax and there's no need for, for masks. It's uh it's breathtaking. It's breath breathtaking. But you know, sometimes you got to engage with the stupidity just to get a sense of it. And uh, I too partook in, you know, <laughs> I, I, I simply said, you know, yes, you know, what we always say, wearing of the mask is not about you. It's about everybody else. You know, we, you know, there are laws for the public good. And so the guy responds back almost immediately. Well, if I'm you know, I, you know, you're wearing a mask. Why do I need to wear a mask? And I said, well, you know, if, if, if I stop at red lights and stop signs, does that mean that it's okay for you to just blow through them? Right. I mean, you know, right. there, there, are, there are things that we do here in the United States of America that uh, may be inconvenient to the individual, uh, but are for the public good. And Absolutely. the Supreme Court has even ruled on that, that if a law is in the, in the vein of, protecting the public good, uh, your individual rights, whatever you think they may be, do not supersede that law. So. Right, right. We've got a ton to get into, so let's oh, get yeah. into it on the other side. Let's do it. Georgia. Georgia. The whole day Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind I said a Georgia Georgia A song I don't know about you, Luke, but Georgia is on my mind. Yeah, I do believe that last night uh, or the night is the night that uh, not the night that the lights went out in Georgia, but the the night that the lights turned blue in Georgia. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, every hour it seemed like last night after eight o'clock, it was. You know, Purdue and Loeffler were up, and then Steve yeah. Kornacki on MSNBC just, hey, look at these big bubbles here. It's, it's, there's going to be a ton, 180,000, 190,000 votes are going to pop within the hour. And then you saw at one point, Purdue was up like 113,000. And then yeah. that, you know, by midnight, at least mountain time, that lead was wiped out. Yeah, yeah. I I stayed up long enough to see uh, Warnock's uh, victory speech, and then yeah, I think it was with with like maybe a little over or a little under. It kept moving around a little bit of around a thousand votes, separating the two with the outstanding vote count to come in, coming mainly from democratic leaning areas. So with that, I was like, okay. Uh, and went to, went to sleep and then uh, woke up this morning to an expanded Ossoff lead, which again, according to media outlets should only uh, grow uh, in the in the coming hours, as uh, the remaining vote count from these heavily Democratic areas uh, come in and are uh, and are, and are added to the official tally. Um, yes, you know. yes, and you know, so with that, Warnock, you know, everybody's called. Ossoff will be called at some point over the next day. I mean, you think next twenty four hours. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see, we, we were talking before we, we hit record, we were talking a little bit about the possibility of a recount in the state of Georgia, like most, most states, if it's within half a percentage point, uh, the, the, the recount is automatic. 
but also campaigns, uh, much like Trump did, uh, can call for a, a recount. And I think that, that that's almost 100% uh, going to happen. But good old Gabriel Sterling, if we remember uh, that election official from Georgia, he of the hey, Donald, stop your madness uh, speech. Uh, we got more of that uh, last night and this morning, uh, basically saying that, because, you know, you know, Trump was already laying the groundwork to say that these were going to be fraudulent elections uh, should the Democrats win. And so Gabriel Sterling said that they already, you know, he worked with his boss, the Brad, uh, Secretary Brad Roethlisberger, and that they already are prepared uh, to almost immediately go into recount mode. So, you yes, know, I, I, I think it'll be called, I, I don't know, I, if they decide to wait until after the recall to count to call it, it could be Friday before we get there. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, that it's just going to be, uh, you know, a process that has to be gone through at that point. Uh, if, if, uh, if Ossoff is able to open up a sizable enough lead that should shelter him from any, any uh, discrepancies in a recount because uh, a recount has never uh, changed more than like a couple hundred votes really, you know, in the right. history of our elections. So uh, he said, we're, we're looking good. We're looking good. And with that, we should have a new Senate ma majority leader, Mr. Uh, Senate, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, and yep. we have hopefully officially put the turtle on his back. And Mitch McConnell will become the thing that he hates most in life a minority. <laughs> you know, now let's kind of since the election, right? We've got you yeah. know, Trump and his legal team, they have filed over 62 lawsuits in various states. And they have been thrown out. There's not been one shred of evidence. And our state senators know this. So mm -hmm. then what do we have today? You know, the actions of the senators, whether it's 13 senators or 20 or whatever the case, you know, what does that say about them now doing what they're doing today, causing, you know, all this wasted time, energy and resources trying not to certify, you know, Biden's election. Yeah, let's be very fucking clear what the likes of Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley are doing. This is a this is naked political ambition. They know full good and well that dozens of courts, many of them uh, headed by judges appointed by Donald Trump himself, Correct. rejected dozens of lawsuits. I lost track of how many fucking lawsuits they lost, but all of them, you know, right. So this is political theater. This is nothing short of political theater to extend the process so they can get up and make their statements in and have that, you know, officially entered into the Senate record. I, I had the misfortune of seeing uh, Ted that, you know, they had the, I think they made it to Arizona. So they were three States in when the first objection was raised they adjourn to their separate chambers and, you know, let, let me, let me do something that I never do. I, I would like to applaud Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Who, yeah. who opened the proceedings by basically saying that what is happening right now is a disgrace to the United States of America and to the constitution, which they are all sworn an oath to protect um, and he made a very impassioned argument uh, and plea to his uh, fellow Republican members to basically knock it off, that this is not the job of Congress. Uh, we got a nice history lesson that the founding fathers actually debated uh, whether it should be Congress that selects the president. And it was resoundedly turned down. And we said, no, we leave that to our people. And where do our people live? They live in the States. So we will leave this process to, as the founding fathers wanted it, we will leave this process to the States. Uh, we do not have federal elections in the United States of America, full right. stop. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right, Mitch, good on you. Good on you. Uh, Chuck Schumer said, you know, similar remarks. Um, and then it was uh, time for Ted Cruz's big moment. 
And all of a sudden we have another history fucking lesson. He's talking about the uh, election of 1876, which a completely and totally different situation. Separate uh, slates of electors had been sent. So they had dueling slates of electors from states, you know, they so they had no choice but to, you know, sort it out as Congress. But, but in the end, the the officially uh, elected uh, or, or uh, you know, named electors from each state were put into place and uh, the vote was read into the record. So, you know, it was nice to see uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar was the one who got to have the immediate response to uh, Senator Cruz and promptly put him in his place mm. by uh, mm. clarifying, oh, what? The facts. Okay. Right. Not twisting the facts to what suits your needs, but mm -hmm. no, here, I think you're misunderstanding. I think my colleague is a little miss, uh, a little confused and <laughs> proceeded uh, to school him uh, quite nicely. I, I, I just, it was, it was fantastic. So, you know, here we go, you know, and in the meantime, you know, thousands of Trump supporters have, have gathered in Washington, DC uh, at at the president's behest, mind you. Right. And they had a right. rally in the National Mall this morning, and the president himself came out to speak and got them all riled up, all riled up, and then just tweeted, uh, well, anyway, tweeted, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and constitution. Yeah, so now what's happening? Those protesters uh, have marched to the Capitol, have breached the Capitol. Uh, the sessions uh, in uh, in Congress, in the Senate, in the House have had to be suspended, and those chambers have been locked down uh, in order to uh, protect uh, the the Congress uh, men and women from the protesters who have breached the Capitol. Uh, the riot uh, police, the not the Capitol police, the D.C. riot police have been called in. There have been reports of uh, weapons, uh, pipe bombs, uh, other paraphernalia being found on the persons of these rioters. Uh, Secret Service has already uh, swung in to secure uh, Kamala and Mike Pence, uh, as you know, they are the outgoing and incoming vice president. And uh, it is, it is. This is again. This is not the United States of America. That's fucking it, anarchy is, at its <laughs> at its best. I mean, I've got such a hot ball in my chest right now. Like this is what this fucking man, if you can even call him that, has done to our country. It's just disgusting. And you know, he he's he's on his way out. But you know, these these assholes, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and the like, uh, these uh, these newly placed senators, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. Fucking uh, Roger Marshall from Kansas. God, both of those states, you could have had really great fucking senators, but you went with these guys and they're already posturing, saying that the, the vote was stolen. Well, what about your elections, gentlemen? Right. Were, were your elections stolen? Because you're on the same, you know, I know you're different states and whatnot, but I, it's just, there's no sense. There's no reason. And so that's why circling this back to, you know, the community chat in Seward, you know, that you can't... <sighs> Unfortunately, this is the example that's being set for people across the country. You know, right? If, yeah, if let's get into that a little bit. Obviously, you know, the city yeah. council there in Seward, Nebraska, um, extended the mask mandate, and you would you would think that they were giving everybody cancer and killing everybody based on how contentious that that uh, session was. Yeah, they there there was all sorts of ludicrous claims uh, being uh, presented during the public comments uh, time during the meeting. Uh, like I mentioned, one woman who who had COVID said that she didn't believe it was COVID and that it's all a hoax. Another woman said that wearing a mask makes her feel suicidal. Another person claimed that uh, wearing a mask keeps the germs close to your nose, so makes you more likely to contract Jesus. coronavirus. Uh, there were not not so not so uh, delicate accusations of uh, certain council members being 
I don't even just want to say, I don't even want to say it. Just disgusting, disgusting accusations towards people. Like let's, let's, let, let's give it some context here. Okay. S city council members in Seward, like city council members in most small municipalities are volunteers. They do right. not get paid for this. They are just civic ser civil servants who care deeply about their community and want to do the right thing. Most of them don't have a whole lot of political ambition outside of city council, um, you know, maybe eventually running for state legislature or something, but these are not political animals. These are people who are literally just trying to listen to science, listen to the facts, and do what's being asked of them. And when the CEO of Memorial Healthcare Systems says to the city council, we need a mask mandate, otherwise we are going to run out of resources because the caseload will come too hot or become too high, they act based right. on science and reason. And so for community members who ha ha have no basis in the facts, who don't know the numbers, who haven't seen the research, who clearly aren't listening to the science, are making these disgusting accusations to our city council members and our mayor, it's just fucking disgusting. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Put on a goddamn mask and shut your mouth because it's the right thing to do. Case in point. Conversation between two gentlemen on the Seward community chat this morning. I challenged them with their <laughs> with their stupidity. Hey, <laughs> feel free to call the Memorial Healthcare System, which is the hospital there in Seward, yeah. and talk with the health professional, a frontline badass. Both are subject matter experts, by the way, and yep. see how far your stupidity gets. And the response was, that would be like calling Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. That's what? fine. If you can what? Get uh, um, I'm sure Nancy has some good facts as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is. It is. Everything's a political game to these people. Everything is political. It, it's not that they're healthcare, badass healthcare professionals that are making decisions based off of science. It's just that they're part of the uh, deep state or, you know, democratic, uh, you know, uh, coup to take over the country. It's right. fucking right. ridiculous. Again, right. you know, healthcare workers, some of the most, I mean, just golden people in the world because, you know, it, it is it is often thankless work. It's exhausting work. They don't get you know, especially the nurses and whatnot. Not they're not they're not making a shit ton of money here. You know, right. just doing it because they care. They care about people. And this is you know, this is again, I've talked about it before. My mom was a nurse, so this really gets me fucking fired up. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, these, these people that like accuse them of like, oh, you're just going along with the with the whole hoax. No, no, they're not. They're there right. in person right. seeing the devastation, how this disease ravages the body. Oh man, you uh you 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 posted something on Facebook, Bobby, the uh the the gentleman who was a uh, denier uh that got it himself. And they interviewed him there in his hospital bed, all hooked up to the the oxygen and everything. And yeah. he sure was uh, sing, singing a different story about yep. uh, about COVID. Well, you know, and that's the unfortunate situation. You know, the deniers from the beginning end up getting it, and they end up going to the hospital. They're they're in the ICU. They're they're in so much pain. And then, you know, they're kind of on their deathbed. So let's start telling how we feel and start telling the truth. And what do they always say? I am so stupid for not taking this more seriously. My body is in so much pain right now. I should have worn a mask. And that is the, the consensus across the board from, from these deniers that end up getting COVID and getting it so bad where they have to be admitted to, in the hospital. You know, you have yet, I have yet to hear any denier who ends up getting COVID and having to go to the hospital saying, you know what, this was just like the flu. This is no different than the flu. That has not happened. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I just have to to, to break in real quick. And uh, the Chiron on CNN right now is lawmakers told to shelter under tables or be ready to take cover. Obviously, because as I mentioned earlier, they have found pipe bombs and other paraphernalia on these protesters. And now our elected officials who are simply there to certify the electoral college, which has already certified the vote, are being told that they could be in physical danger and may need to hide underneath their desk on the floor of the fucking House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate in case explosions go off. Jeez. I mean, this is madness. This it's like is domestic terrorism. Madness, yeah. And oh, can yeah, I'm, let me get this one recorded. Look at the crowd, look at their faces, and that's why they're being called protesters. If they looked anything different, if they were any other colors, color, this would be calling this would be called what it is, which is a fucking riot, right. a disgusting riot, you know, in the name of trying to overturn a democratically held election. I mean. And, and meanwhile, Trump is cheering them on via Twitter. Right. My yep. God. My yep. He's stuck in the God. flames. He's stuck in the flames. Yeah. And, you know, another, like yesterday I had another hot ball. It was reported that the police involved in shooting Jacob Blake were not going to be yeah. – um, the, you know, they're not going to be, nope. you know, there's no charges, no, at all. No charges no. you know, although video shows blatant, uh, you know, really, if it was anybody else, it would be first degree murder, second yeah. degree manslaughter, something, in, you know, in that range, you know, um, they, 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 they oftentimes, and I get it. The protesters and everything want want to see that first degree murder and first degree murder. Yes, I on this one and on others, um, you know what first degree murder might be, because that means that it's a premeditated. Right. Uh, you know, not in the name of defending yourself or anything. You're not in a scuffle or anything. OK, but there are lesser charges like manslaughter, meaning that you did not mean to kill the person, but your actions caused them to die. Right. You know, or that, that caused them to be paralyzed for, for the rest of their life. Oh, right, right. Exactly. Ca right. You know, caused them some kind of, you know, aggravated assault and, uh, you know, aggravated assault with a weapon with an intention to cause bodily injury. There are all of these other charges that seem to fit here because did he have a knife? Yes, but if somebody's coming at you with a knife, and uh, and even that's questionable. He he was just standing there. But say he was, you really need to unload your service pistol into their chest to that. That's what needs to happen. To you know, I mean, police officers have to be better trained to deal with this situation, and it starts with unconscious or conscious bias training, meaning that accepting the fact that you as a white police officer, whether you like to admit it or not, have bias against people of color, and you have to take that into consideration and use exceptional judgment in these decisions. Now, I think they should be making using exceptional judgment in all decisions, especially when it comes to discharging your service pistol. You know, right. I, I, I just, I can't, you know, also maybe this is, you know, I my dad, you know, who was in law enforcement for 40 some years in one way, shape or form, never once did he pull his, his, his service uh, gun a few times. Yes. Never once discharged it. Never right. once was in a situation where his judgment felt that he needed to actually pull that trigger. Like that is where, and yes, he, he, you know, he was a federal agent and whatnot. So maybe there's a, definitely a different level of training there, but my God, if you're going to put somebody on the street with a gun in a uniform, so a position of authority, we gotta, we gotta train these guys better, you know? Right. They, right. They, and why they, does it always shoot to kill? You know, he right? was running away. Shoot yep. to kill. You could have shot him in the leg, could have shot him in the arm, you know, whatever yep. the case. Yep. He shouldn't have even pulled his gun. Right. You know, they knew they had his vehicle. 
they could you know tracked him down you know whatever this could have gone so very differently with just a different action and then to come back and you know the world to see the video and exactly you know what happened and then to come back and say no charges you know i get the lack of first degree but charges should have been brought against this gentleman and they're just going to get off right right yeah and then we have on the back of that um you know we have if we all remember kyle rittenhouse who who showed up to the ensuing protest and proceeded to uh shoot two people uh you know dead and he has uh pled not guilty uh and his uh, attorney is claiming self-defense even though he drove 90 minutes across state lines with an, uh, a gun that he should not have even had. Right. Uh, so that will be the next, that will be the next, uh, the next case. one to see yeah. how, how the, that case turns out, you know, and we also yeah. still have, we're still waiting the actual trial of the officers involved in uh, uh, George Floyd's killing. Right. Uh, I believe that's right there. So, we have, you know, growing up in these, I'm sure you, like me, Bobby, have vivid remembers of the Rodney uh, situation. Uh, you know, Rodney, Rodney Keaton was also uh, brutally attacked by police officers who all, uh, they were trial, found them all uh, not guilty. So we'll, we'll see where these trials, uh, the ones for the police officers involved in the killing of Mr. Floyd and of course the trial of one written house. We'll, we'll see how these juries go. You know, a lot of, a lot of times these decisions uh, also come down on, you know, judges instructions, what charges they're even allowed to consider, uh, et cetera. So we are a long way away from, uh, you know, really taking on the social justice reckoning that we need to as a nation. And uh, I just hope these cases go the right way. And, uh, you know, we start to see some accountability for bad, bad actors. I'll just call them that way. Now, Luke, it was announced this morning that Biden has announced who he'll be choosing as a G. Um, You know, do you think we're going to make some progress there with with social injustice. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm of two minds about this. I, I know, I know, you know, Merrick Garland as a judge, right. uh, I will have to do some research and, you know, see, you know, what, what his, you know, wh- you know, what he worked on, what he was passionate about as a prosecutor. Um, I, I honestly, um, I, I am, First of all, let me say I am jazzed for for Merrick Garland. I think it's a great, it's an interesting move, and I, and I'm sure Joe Biden has his his reasoning and whatnot. Right. Uh, uh, I was a big proponent of Doug Jones uh, from Alabama, the outgoing or the former senator from Alabama, because of his experience in prosecuting civil rights cases in the state of Alabama. Right. Namely, he was the, the, the prosecutor that uh, finally brought this, the Baptist, uh, Baptist church bombing, um, you know, which was a cold case. So, you know, I just knew that he had uh, the bona fides of a social justice uh, warrior. Uh, Perhaps Merrick Garland does as well. I need to do my research on it to yeah. better answer that question. But well, either well, way, I'm excited. Civil rights yeah. groups have been heavily involved in giving their opinions of to the you know president elect and the vice president mm-hmm. elect who should be in this position. And from what I understand, this individual there wasn't that many objections across the board on this person. So. I am very optimistic. Obviously, I think the plan is to involve uh, the civil rights groups more often for for their feedback and their expertise. And I think there's going to be open dialogue over the entire term of 
of Biden's um, first four years, um, you know, throughout the process. So I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, I am as well. I'm very optimistic about it. Uh, I do uh, appreciate the fact that uh, Biden has been open to uh, advisement from uh, from from civil rights groups and whatnot. I know that there are those in the more progressive uh, side of the caucus, the AOCs of the world and whatnot, that would have liked to have seen an even more, not necessarily I, on the AG pick, but just in general, right. a more progressive cabinet. But hey, Joe's going with the people he knows. He's going right. with people who are going to be ready to work on day one and are not going to have to to you know f- learn on the job per se because right. of the fact that so many of these departments have just been decimated uh, during the Trump administration uh, the the uh, <clears throat> Department of Justice top on that list uh, right there next to the State Department uh, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done in getting career officials back into place and uh, you know, getting these agencies running uh, and doing what they're supposed to do in the name of the United States Constitution. Because again, right. you know, especially the Justice Department, uh, we may have forgotten this because of Donald Trump using it as his own uh, uh, wing of his administration, but it's not. The Justice Department is supposed to be an independent branch, uh, you know, that uh, an independent uh, group that makes decisions based off of the law uh, and right. not based off of uh, who the president is and who their uh, supporters or uh, objectors are. So I think uh, Merrick Garland, who also, if, I'm sure everybody who listens to our podcast already knows this, but <laughs> it should be said that Merrick, Merrick Garland should be sitting on the Supreme Court right now, uh, but because Mitch McConnell wouldn't give him a hearing, um, you know, he remained on the appellate court there in DC and is available for this role. So I am uh, excited to see, excited to see uh, what he does and where this goes, Ali. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Everybody's kind of wondering, right? So, so Trump is just blowing up as much shit as possible before he leaves office. And then they're like, well, he wants to, you know, start this Fox, Fox News juggernaut in the media, you know, yeah. everything else. Trump, Trump media. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be so tied up in lawsuits that are waiting him and his family. I'm actually oh, yeah. really eager and excited about what's to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. Uh, it just puts a smile on the face from ear to ear, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and hey, just. You know, we've all also heard that batshit crazy call that Trump made uh, to Brad Roethlisberger down in Georgia, basically sounding like a mafioso boss, you know, right, twisting right. fingers saying, you know, I need you to find me these votes and it could be really bad for you, don't you know? I mean, my God, my God. But let me put it in the way back January 2020. And in his closing arguments, at Trump's impeachment trial, Rep. Adam Schiff said, yes. "Yes, here we go. What are what are the odds, if left in office, that he will continue trying to cheat? I will tell you, 100%. A man without character or ethical compass will never find his way. I do believe that that has now been proven 100% accurate, and." Uh, you know, it also makes me think of our good old Susan Collins of May saying, well, I just hope, you know, the president, I'm sure he's now learned his lesson and he'll right. knock it off with this. Right. Well, yeah, look, now, I, now they're talking that because of this phone call, uh-huh. in addition to any FBI investigation, the mm-hmm. House has every right to do another impeachment investigation and bring up additional charges that would actually, if found guilty, would prevent Trump from ever running for president again. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Schiff went on to say, you know, what are the odds if left unpenalized that the GOP will continue continue using his anti-democratic playbook? Well, look at what's happening at the Capitol right now. And this is happening, yes, because of Trump's pleading, but also 
Cruz and Holly and Tuberville and uh, all the rest of the uh, Marshall, all the rest of the dirty dozen that uh, signed on uh, to to support this attempted coup. Let's just call it what it is. This is right. this is right. a this is a major political party in the United States of America trying to overturn a democratically held and certified election, one in which dozens of court cases have been thrown out or rejected by Republican judges because they found them to be meritless. So this has now turned into what we're seeing happen at the Capitol right now. And I, I have to assume that, you know, Senators Cruz and Attell and others uh, are just tapping their fingers thinking, well, here we go. This is great. I can get all these people to be my supporters in four years. Right. It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. This is, this is, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say anything bad about third world countries by saying this is third world country bullshit. I mean, this is, this is right. just disgusting. This is, this is beyond the pale for any democracy, let alone the democracy that is supposed to be, according to Ronald Reagan, the scion of the Republican Party, that shining beacon on the hill, that example for all the world to follow and, and, and hope to become. Well, here's what we've become, Donald fucking Trump. Look, look at what you've done. My God. Well, it, I mean, you know, what blows my mind is that Ted Cruz knows what he's saying and what he's doing is absolutely wrong. He knows absolutely. right from wrong. He's an extremely educated person. Oh, yeah. yeah. And but yet because of his you know desire to run for president, um, you know, understanding that if he can show, uh, you know, leadership now in, in doing Trump's bidding, that like you said, he's hoping that there's a trade-off in four years if these people haven't already moved on to somebody else, right? Right. You know, they're well, I it, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Now I, I was going to mention uh that something I mentioned to you yesterday about uh you know any of these assholes, you know, Cruz and, and the rest that think that Donald Trump is ever going to really give them a full-throated endorsement is out of their fucking mind. Because when has Donald Trump ever supported anyone other than himself? Right. And if they're not wrapped up in legal challenges or already behind bars, if, I don't know, Ivanka decides to run for president, you think that he's not going to throw his support to, to her? Come on. Like, right. it's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fool's errand. And for as educated of a man as he is, uh, Ted Cruz is that fool. I mean, if it was me, when the man uh, insulted my wife uh, and then my father, uh, it would have been done right then and there. But right. I like to think of myself as a person of principles and morality, and Ted Cruz is certainly not that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll, um, we'll see. Uh, you know, obviously, this is still playing out in in Washington today. The the uh, protests, which has turned into you know a raid and a riot and all that, and then the stuff with the Senate in the house um you know i have not heard you know with with warnock winning his side of of the ru runoff i have not heard those same senators say that well see there it goes again warnock won because the election was rigged i have not heard that with these runoffs not yet not yet uh there is an armed standoff at the door of the house of representatives jesus Wow. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'd like to think that uh, maybe some of these senators uh, will learn something from this. I don't, I'm not that they've shown over the past four years that they're capable of learning, but uh, wow, they are now handing out gas, mas gas masks on the floor of Congress. Yes. This is this exactly is what Trump wanted. 
Oh, of course it is. But this is the dark. This is a let make no make no mistake. This is a dark day in America, as dark a day as we have seen since 9-11. This is this is a, a national tragedy playing out live in front of our eyes. And the difference is this is not a foreign nation or a group of uh, foreign terrorists attacking us. These are Americans. These are Americans led by an absolute authoritarian monster that this is exactly what he wanted. And yep. thank God for the discipline of our military leaders, because you know, if he had been able to get any military leadership on board, there would be fucking tanks there right, right now. Yep. You know, like this is as close to a coup, an actual coup that the United States of America has ever seen. And can we not forget that this is happening in the light of COVID? We right. are in the thick of it. We are not even to the Christmas or the holiday uh, wave yet. We're still dealing with the Thanksgiving wave. Right. And here all these people are, shoulder to shoulder, not a mask in sight. Oh, there's a Confederate flag. That's nice. Um, not a mask in sight. This is a super spreader event, period. I mean, there's just no way around that, especially now that they've breached the interior of the Capitol. I just, I genuinely do, Republican or Democrat, I, I hope our elected officials and their their aides and whatnot are safe and get through today without any bodily injury because this is, this is just, this is just disgusting. I, I'm, I'm, wow, Bobby, I, I, you know, I, I was expecting a a rally on the National Mall and their, you know, whatnot. I I was not. I got to tell you, this one's even catching me a little off guard. I was not right. expecting a full on invasion of the United States Capitol building. Well, it, all week they've been asking <sighs> on various news networks. They've been having, you know, military ex, you know, retired military generals kind of giving their input on what they expected. None of them expected this. Yeah. None I mean, it is, I mean, the, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so taken aback right now by the fact that this is, the, the, we haven't seen, and I'm not trying to, to talk in great hyperbole here right now. I mean, I haven't seen, or I mean, I was obviously wasn't alive, but I, I don't think there has been this kind of American versus American animosity and violence since the fucking civil war right. like this is this is disgusting and i guess that makes all the sense in the world when you have assholes like you know rush limbaugh and and alex jones saying that you know that they're they these factions are going to start to you know seed from the union and, and form their own republic uh, <laughs> my god well, what Luke, has happened let's to this. us let's, let's end season two episode two on a high note so what you got absolutely absolutely so i actually have a a couple of things sorry hold on no worries no worries all right so in you know whenever you start to have a little bit of you know fear for the future because of the behavior of the adults Look to the youngs, look to the kids. We've got great stories, you know, all coming out of Georgia uh, and around the world that kids using their, and I'm by kids, I mean, Gen, Gen, Gen Z, so sorry, 20 something year olds, your kids to me, uh, using their platform on TikTok and whatnot to educate uh, their generation about voting and about runoffs and, and why runoffs are important. And you also, you know, see, you know, great things, uh, you know, happening around the country. Like I just read this really cool article in the Times about 14-year-old, what's his, Kai Jones is already a, a professional free skier and uh, is tearing up the competitive circuit, uh, you know, in, in free skiing. If you know what free skiing is, that's, you know, they're off the trails. This kid's like jumping off of mountains and cliffs and shit. It's pretty nice. awesome. Uh, that You can see that at NewYorkTimes.com, Kai Jones. 
but I want to end with a passage from a, a young man that I know, and I hope that we'll be able to have him on the show soon. I've been talking to him about scheduling and whatnot. He's uh, been quite busy because he's promoting his new book. Now, this is a young man that I met uh, through my work. He is in law school here in California right now, so about 22, 23 years old. Uh, Brandon Posevic. He just published his second book, mind you, Step on the Cracks, Reinventing Happiness, Positivity, and Optimism. And I just wanted to read a quick quick little, little piece from it because in the light of all of this negativity that's happening right now, uh, I think it, it, it speaks to the moment. We do not know what lies ahead on our roller coaster. When each of our roller coasters rides smoothly in a straight line on the tracks, the decisions are easier. But whatever unpredictability the roller coaster presents us with, we will hold on tight to the handles and take advantage of the opportunities we've been given. We want to change the world, but not every choice is life or death, earth-shattering decision that we have to make. One day at a time, we can take advantage of the opportunities our roller coasters have given us and we can keep smiling, knowing that although we can't see the tracks ahead always, we possess the skills to seize our future. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke, on Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke, and on LinkedIn at Unfiltered-with-Bobby-and-Luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.